we know a lot of the Parsha because this is... Uh, you wave to me if you can't hear, right? Nava, can you hear? Okay. Because um, this is a lot of Haggadah stuff, right? We've got a lot of Haggadah stuff in this week's Parsha, a lot of Pesach stuff in this week's Parsha. And I, I definitely want to deal with um, a Pasuk in Perikut Gimel, which is um, the answer we give to the Rasha at the Seder night. It's a hard base Salevi, but I think it's very rewarding. It's a, translated, it means, because of this, God did for me when I came out of Egypt. Do you remember the answer to the Rasha? To me and not to you. Were he there, he would not have been redeemed. This base Salevi is, uh, we only have base Salevi on Bereshit and Shemot. So it's worth enjoying, but, but you have to hold, you have to concentrate here, because it, it's not easy to be silly. And, and the theme here is, it, you might, it might not resonate with you straight away, but it, it's a, I think it's a massive chidosh. I think it's a massive chidosh. V'higata l'vincha v'yom ahu l'enmo b'avu, z'a asa Hashem li v'seitim m'nitzrayim. V'haya l'cha l'ot al yadecha u'shmart et ha'chuka azot l'mu'ata m'yamim y'mima. It goes into the mitzvah of tefillin. This would be for a sign on your arm. Leve'ehem shecha psukim alalu bekatav Rashi. Rashi writes on this pasuk in our parsha. The pasuk zehu tshuva levein rasha. This pasuk is the answer we give to the rasha at the table on Seder night. pesach, and it's true that that's if you look in the Haggadah, that's what it says. Rasha mahu omer. The rasha, what does he say? What is, what is this work? What is it to you? When he says to you, he excludes himself. We just did a, a beautiful piece. It says, To you and not to him. Because he excludes himself from, from the general. That is absolute heresy. You should plant his teeth. This is what God did for me when I came out of Egypt, for me and not for you. Had you been there, you wouldn't have been redeemed, which is a, a very harsh thing for a father to say to his son or at his son uh, at the same table. And even though there is a mitzvah to plant his teeth, and to allude to the fact that he would not have been redeemed, you have to give him an answer. He asked a question. Let's give him an answer, right? He's asking a question. And just to, just to scream at him, you wouldn't have been redeemed, is not an answer. It's a threat. It's not an answer. And the real tshuva that we give the Rasha is those words... Because of this, we came out of Egypt. But what does that mean? I've skipped a bit. Wherever I put three dots, it means I, I've taken out... It's, it's quite a long piece. <laughs> Before he has a habamina that the Russia is a young person, but now he says, I think the Russia is an older child at the table. And he's quite learned. He knows a bit. He knows about Yitzhak, Mitzrayim, Bahani, Simshin, Asuaz, and, and the miracles that were done then. 
רק ליבו נטל את צד המינים והאפיקורסים. המתחכמים ואומרים טעמים למצוות. These heretics who give reasons to מצוות, ואחרי שימשיאו איזה טעם, and after they give a reason, they say it's no longer relevant. שאינו שייך בזמנים אלו, ויאמרו שכבר נתבטלה המצווה בחיובה חלילה. They say this is the reason for the מצווה, but the reason is no longer שייך, it's no longer relevant. וכמו כת הרפורם, That's, that's like the, the reform, they're already very prevalent in his day. Hameshubashim v'da'atam, who are very confused. Hanomim zman lahamitzvah, they give a period of time to a mitzvah. V'omrim mitzvah zo hayta shayechid az b'oto zman, misibot shibotim milibam. They say a mitzvah was, was given for a certain reason, a reason that they make up. Lo bizman azeh, but it's not shayech today, we shouldn't do it anymore. או רק באותו מקום, או it's shy to a specific place, and we don't live there anymore. לא במדינה אחרת, וחיות סביבסים ודברים הנילוסים, and they are very ridiculous things. ואין רצוני להעריך בזה, I don't really want to speak about their claims. ולהביא דבריהם הנילוסים, I don't want to involve myself with their arguments. Now let's go to the mitzvah of Korban Pesach, he says. והנה, מצווה פסח לכאורה, The mitzvah of, of, of shechting a korban Pesach, right, which is, comes up in our parsha, which is, which is shechting the lamb, which was the god of the Egyptians. You can't call that a statute. There's an obvious rationale to the mitzvah of, of, of shechting a korban Pesach. It says in the Midrash, and it also says in the Zohar, שבזה הרו יסוד ביטול לעבוד הזרע של המצוות. It's the most incredible statement, right? Imagine that you are a, an oppressed people. An oppressed people is a total trepidation of their oppressors. This is a question that the Ibn Ezra asks in next week's parsha. I call it the, the Stalingrad question. There are, there are three million Jews, more or less, standing at, at Yamsuf. And there are 600 Egyptian soldiers coming towards them. Ibn Ezra says, what's the problem? Three million beat 600. That's how the Russians beat the Germans, right? They had a, a never-ending number of forces. So we'll have a few casualties, right? But if three million stampede 600, we will beat the Egyptians. What are they scared of? And Ibn Ezra says something fundamental. He says, a, a slave is a slave. And when the slave sees the master, they just absolutely freeze. He also says that, by the way, at the beginning of Shemot, when he asks... Why, why, why fate had it that, that Moshe was brought up in a palace. Said, because no regular Jew would have the courage to walk in and out of the palace. They were scared. People, you know, you, you read, you read about, about the reactions when the first German fell in Warsaw, when the first shot was fired. And the disbelief in the eyes of the, of the, of the Jewish revolters was, was incredible. They killed a German. They couldn't believe that a German could die. That a German could be killed. That's, it's up beyond your, when they've been killing you for years, you've just become totally, totally subservient. So imagine what it is to, to shecht what is assumed to be the Egyptian god in front of your masters. Not masters of five years, masters of 200 years. To so go out and shecht it. 
שהיו המצרים עובדים So we were commanded to shake their God. This, was this, absolute, this is a sign of liberation, right? Of self-liberation. If you have the courage to kill the God of your masters in front of them, that's a sign that you, you're free. That you are no longer, longer under the burden of, of, that, of that oppressor. And you, they, we were ordered not to break the bones, says the Beisalevi, so that they would see full bones lying on the ground of their God. למען יהיו עצמות שלא מושלכים בחוצות, ואתם רואים את and burning a Christmas tree. Saying, Leman Hashem. <laughs> Dave. Leman Hashem, right? Who would do that? From a person would even think of doing that. But you wouldn't think of doing that, right? Or, or, or desecrating, or to make, to make a religious statement. So Moshe says, what well, we're going to do that? They're not going to kill us? So God says to Moshe, You're not coming out until you do that. Um, there will not be in Siyam Mitzrayim until Rabbi Sela prepared to kill the Egyptian god. So for sure the mitzvah of Pesach is a totally logic. Why is he asking this question? Because the context of the Russia's question, the answer to the Russia is Zedach Pesach. The Russia is asking about the Korban Pesach. He's saying, what's the relevance of the Pesach? The Pesach, I don't understand. The relevance of the Pesach is obvious. It's not shutness. It's not, it's not Basa Bechalab. It's like an obvious rational halacha. Why is this a chok? Why doesn't the Russia understand that this is a rational law to, to share the Korban Pesach? Even the Russia has to admit that there's logic era Pesach before you see Israel to do the Korban Pesach. There's a total logic to that mitzvah. And that's our, that's our holy, our holy task here at Pesach is to, is to remember that we're destroying the Avodah Zodah. It's, it's not just the liberation of a people from a country, it's the liberation of an idea. It's, it's, it's throwing off the shackles of, of Avodah Zodah. There's every rationale to the Mitzvah of Korban Pesach. So what's the Russia's problem? Why is he saying? Well, what's the purpose of this? The purpose is so clear. You'd have to be very clever to understand the rationale behind Korban Pesach. Next paragraph. Now, but the Russia is a clever guy, which is probably the answer going through your minds at the moment to my question. What, what? I don't understand the Shaykh now. There's no other Lazar in the world. There is, right? But what we probably need to do at Pesach is throw our phones into a bucket of water. That would be our Korban Pesach, right? That's what we, that's what we, 
worship, right? Because the minute I finish, everyone's going to check on their phones to see if they got a message from Mr. Biden or something, because he writes too often. You're looking at your phone straight. If you're not looking at your phone now, which of course you're not, because I will see you and point you out. But, uh, but we're going to do that straight away, right? We're going to get our phones out and look, because we have to. We have to. Every day I see you walking down the stairs looking at your phones, and I say to you, I broke my neck because I was looking at my phone coming down the stairs. So we have our Avodah today, but it's a different Avodah right? So the, ch- the Chacham turns, the Rasha turns around and says, I understand the mitzvah, but it belongs to a different time. When people believed in idolatry, people don't believe in idolatry, at least not in the same way. So for sure back then, they needed to do a Korban Pesach, but why do I need to do it today? Why do I need to do it today? In the 21st century, why do I need to do a Korban Pesach? We're clever people today, and everyone believes in God. It's not exactly true, it's a lot of Avodazar in India, but, 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 but certainly in Brisk, where the Beis Alevi was, there, there wasn't any Avodazara at that time. We certainly don't know anyone in the world who will worship a sheep. So what's the point? What's the point of the mitzvah? What's the point of, of, of shechting this korban on, on Ereb Basin? This doesn't honor God. And that's what he means when he says, what is the purpose of this work of a korban Pesach? What is the rationale of a korban? It's irrelevant. Let's stop it now. We don't need to do that anymore. This has nothing to do with serving God. So we have to to serve God in different ways today. We express ourselves in different ways. This halach is irrelevant. This halach is irrelevant. It's a different times. Times have changed. And and now we express our avodat Hashem in a different way. This is an allusion to what Chazal talk about the pig who has who has certain kosher signs, and he shows his kosher signs to try and trick us that he's kosher. So he says, he's showing us his, the, the fact that he has cloven hooves. But he's not kosher. He's kind of coming with a machloikes. I, 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 I believe in God, and, I be, and this is the reason I don't want to do it. The bikaro He agrees you have to serve God. But in other ways, I'm going to tell you how you should serve God. I will tell you how we express our love for God today. Let me define orthodoxy for you. Like we have nowadays people who are telling us how what we've been doing for thousands of years isn't relevant and it should be replaced with other things over the page. So he says, first of all, let me tell you one thing. The first thing you say is, This isn't an answer to the Rasha. This is a very important point he makes. This is an answer to yourself. Very often we are challenged by questions. And, and the first person we have to answer is ourselves. We have to check that we know the answers, right? We have to challenge ourselves with the answers. First of all, you have to... Reassure yourself. 
אשר פסח אבל תהיה בני ישראל ונופו את מצרים. ואיזה תשובה לרשע? This is an answer to the רשע. תראה, התשובה לרשע הוא בעבור זה. התשובה של רשע הוא להצפלן עם המינית. בעבור זה עשה השם לי וסייתי ממצרים. רק התורה סיפתה כאשר אדם שומע דברי מינות. When you hear people being heretic, you have to answer yourself. You have to look inwards and, and, and know what you have to say to yourself, first of all. ועל כן סיבת תקף אחר שמות, דברי הרשע, ואמרת עם זה בפסח. That's not the, the essence of what I wanted to bring here. The essence is, why is the answer to the Rasha, I need you to, you probably never do this Beisalev if you weren't doing it in Shir, and uh, I think it's a, an unbelievable thing he's about to say, but you're going to have to digest it. I, I, I've learned this a number of times, and it, it needs to be digested what he says. It, it's, not, it's not easy what he says. So, so please listen carefully. He, he repeats it from a number of directions in different ways, but, but it, it's, it, it's, not, it's not an easy piece. The Advarav Elu, the claim of the Rasha was that the rationale of the Pesach isn't relevant anymore. So what do we say to him? Because of this, God brought me out of vision. So why is that an answer? ואף אתה הקשת שיניו ואמור לו, אמור לו, בעבור זה עשה השם לי וצאתי ממצרים. ויש בדברים האלו, in these words, is a תשובה וסתירה גדולות. It's an enormous, it's an enormous answer to the claims of the Russia. Why? והוא דאף על גב דתם זה אמת בפסח שעשו סבב במצרים ושאר מעשה הייתה הוראה לביטוי אבו גזרה. The truth is at the time that they did the פסח in Egypt, The purpose was to annul Avodah Zarim. Mikol makom od chidesh l'arasha chidush devarim shulei adamim. But he says something to the rasha which pulls the carpet from under his feet. Vahu degam v'hamitzvot she'anu yodim v'hem atam. But even mitzvot that we know the reason for. Uchamot v'matzah like matzah where we say al shelo hispik b'tzaytam shel There wasn't enough time for the dough to rise when we were redeemed. The reason we eat maro is that they embittered our lives. Right? There are reasons that are given. Or Pesach and Pesach al-Shapasach because God passed over. Mikom makom nevertheless says the Beisar Levi bevadai de'enzo ikar yesoda shel ha-mitzvah. That isn't the ikar of any mitzvah. And not because of this does the mitzvah come about. Listen carefully. And he adds something in here which is, which I suppose anyone reading the Chumash would notice. You ask any kid in Cheda, why do we eat matzah on Pesach? And they'll tell you because we didn't have time to bake the matzah when we left. But we were commanded to eat matzah before we left. Open up the Chumash. Read the Chumash. We were commanded in Peret Yudbet to eat matzah every year. We haven't left yet. We haven't left Egypt yet when we were commanded to eat matzah. So it can't be the only reason that we eat matzah. It's in the Psukim. The beginning of Peret Yudbet, we're told to eat matzah on Pesach. We haven't left Egypt yet. 
So the reason we eat matzah on Pesach cannot be only because we didn't have time to make bread. Because we were commanded to eat matzah before we left. That's Pshat and the Pasuk. So Chazal tell us that that's what we say on the Haggadah, right? We, we eat Masa on, on Pesach because we didn't have time. But it's only a reason that the Mitzvah was there beforehand. The Mitzvah existed before we left Egypt. The Torah came before the world was created. The Mitzvah Master was written in the Torah before the world was created. Abraham Avinu was eating matzah when the angels came. It was Pesach. So what was he celebrating? Yitzhak Mitzrayim, he hadn't gone to Egypt yet. Well, what does Yitzhak say to his father at the Seder table? Dad, why are we eating matzah? And Abraham says, because son, in 400 years time when... We're going to go to Egypt, we're going to come out, and we're not going to have enough time to bake the bread. To which Yitzchak, who's a very bright young man, says, well, why don't we put some in the freezer now? Right? He's eating matzah. He was eating matzah before, that's what Chazak say. Now listen to this sentence. This is, this is an incredible sentence. It's a mind-blowing sentence. You are forced to conclude. That the mitzvahs of Pesach didn't happen because of Egypt. Ella, listen. We didn't come out of Egypt to do the mitzvot. <coughs> We didn't, sorry, we didn't do the mitzvot because we came out of Egypt. We came out of Egypt to do the mitzvot. What does he say? doesn't say because I came out of Egypt I do this mitzvah. Because I do this mitzvah, I came out of Egypt. I came out of Egypt to do this mitzvah. The theme that the, the Beit HaLevi wants to say is all the mitzvah exists beforehand. Some mitzvah we understand straight away because they're immediately relevant. Some mitzvah are defined as chukim because the, the event that they're referring to hasn't happened yet. Para Aduma is an example he's going to give us. Para Aduma, no one understands what it's for. Beisalevi says, one day something will happen and we'll understand what it is. But the mitzvah precedes the history. The history happens because of the mitzvah. The mitzvah doesn't happen because of the history. It's an incredible mitzvah. That's all of the mitzvah. Not because of the reason do we do the mitzvah. Because of the mitzvah, the reason happens. Your, your, your question about the Pesach is irrelevant. We, only, we came out of Egypt to do the Pesach. We don't do the Pesach because we came out of Egypt. We come out of Egypt to do the Pesach. 
להיגרר ושלא הספיק בזה כמה להכניס, וזה חייבים לבטל עבודה זו, all of these reasons are not the main reason, ובזה נסרו כל חקירותיו של הרשע. And this totally nullifies the arguments of the רשע. We exist to do מצוות. That's why we exist. We came out of Egypt to do מצוות. And the reason, the reason is to do מצוות. See that line again, it's, it's a, It's not because of the reason that we do the mitzvah. It's because of the mitzvah that the reason happens. History happens because of the mitzvah. We don't do the mitzvah because of history. It's a mind-blowing idea, ladies. I don't think we've ever heard this before. It's not the kind of thing we learn in Cheder. And because of, because of the mitzvah, we came out. That's what the answer is. I came out to do this. I didn't do this because I came out. I came out to do this. After we understand, then we do the mitzvah. Now the mitzvah itself is a statue, they're all statues, we do mitzvah, and eventually, sometimes, the reason comes to reveal the meaning of the mitzvah, but the mitzvah comes first. It's an incredible yisod, so there's no such thing as a mitzvah being irrelevant, you understand, the time is irrelevant. I'm sure Rabbi Victor has hit this point a number of times with you, I know this is a theme that he discusses, or he hasn't discussed yet, maybe, but, but the... There is, there, there, we can discuss reasons till the content, but that's not the reason for the mitzvah. The mitzvah precedes the reason. The reason comes after the mitzvah. Eventually in history, we will understand the para aduma. Because, because we don't know the reason yet. The mitzvah precedes the, the reason. Had the Torah been given before the exile in Egypt, we would call Matzah and Mara and Pesach, we would call them all statues. Because we wouldn't know why we're doing them. We would just be doing the mitzvah, because we had no idea why we're doing them. If we got the Torah before we went into Egypt, we would be keeping those mitzvot as well. We would think the total set was a logic of stop eating this bread. Why should we be eating this bread? And then later on in our history, there would be the exodus, we would understand why we're eating the bread. But the mitzvah comes first. Now that we see the purpose, now we see, now we understand because of what happened in Egypt. There's no possible way you can understand me if you are talking. There's no possible way you can get this face lady. There's no possible way. I've learned this so many times and it's a very hard face lady. So this, this is, and, and he goes on to explain, this is the assault of the para aduma as well. We don't understand it today because the events that are, that will eventually make the para aduma relevant haven't yet happened. They will happen because of the mitzvah. The mitzvah isn't because they happen. 
this, this pulls the, the rug from under the feet of, of the Rasha and what he says. And this is what the Beis Alevi says. Let's move on to the Kliyaka. The questions that we have in the Haggadah, which are the four questions, come up in our parsha, and they come up in parsha Be'et Hanan. The Chacham is in parsha Be'et Hanan. And with the Chacham it says, and I honestly, I just wanted to share this with you because I've seen so many things written, written on the four sons, uh, and I even did a Haggadah with one of our students, and I never ever thought of this point that the Kliyaka makes, and I think it's a phenomenal point. By, by, by the Chacham, the Pasuk says, Ki Yishat... Sorry, that's something very bad. The, 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 the Pasuk says, Ki When your son asks you tomorrow. That's what the Pasuk says by the Chacham. Ki Yishalcha when your son asks you tomorrow. Hanemah b'parsha b'etchanan. That's in parsha b'etchanan. Hanidrash al-sheilat ben ha-chacham. And the Haggadah says this is a question of the Chacham. Ki shalcha b'incha machal. That your son will ask you tomorrow. Nachagam ken shen machal and machal yom abadah. After, he would ask you the day after Pesach. He would ask you the questions. <coughs> Why? Because the Chacham will not ask questions on the day of the mitzvah. In case people think that he doesn't believe in the mitzvah. First he will do the mitzvah, then he will ask questions. But the Rasha, it doesn't ask that. The Rasha is, Ki shalcha biyom ahu. I never noticed that. You ever noticed that before? By the Chacham it says, He will ask you tomorrow. By the Rasha it says, He will ask you today. The question, the problem isn't with asking questions, ladies. We have to ask questions. That's not the problem. Says the Kliyakal, is a fundamental difference between these two boys. One of them has lots of questions. But he won't ask them until he's done what he has to do. And then he'll ask. You see in the Rashi's at the end of the Akedah, where Abraham, we, 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 I don't have to pose the questions to you, but Abraham Avinu was promised a son. And he waited years for this son. And then God told him, this son will inherit the earth, and he will have everything, and he will be your, your future. And then one day God says, go shech your son. And Abraham does everything. And he doesn't stop and he doesn't question. On the contrary, the Ashkem Abraham Baboki gets up early in the morning and he goes to Sheikh son. And he lifts up the knife to Sheikh son. He's about to kill his son. God says no. And right at the end of the Arcadia, have a look at Rashi there. Rashi quotes the Midrash and the Midrash says, God tells him not to Sheikh son. And Abraham turns around to God and says, What do you want from me? You told me to do this, I did this. You told me to do this, I did this. You told all the questions that you have on the Arcadia Abraham asked. But afterwards, Afterwards, not before, not during, afterwards. But the Rasha won't do anything until he knows. This is a question, it's, uh, it depends on 
the nervousness of the student and, and I suppose my mood and how many interviews I've done in a day. But a, a regular answer I get from a student after they tell me they want to grow is, is, uh, is they, are, they, they tell me that they, they want to know why they do stuff. They want to know why they do stuff. And sometimes I, depends again on the situation and I'm not going to make them cry or anything, I, I'll turn around to the student and say, tell me something. And if you don't like the reason, are you not going to do it? Is it is that is that your is that is that, is that it? Now you go you go to Mitzvah, how and why why and how whatever you go there and Rabbeinu gives you an idea about a Mitzvah, you don't like it so what you're gonna tell you about basa bachal if you don't like basa bachal don't have the reason he gives you about basa bachal you're gonna have a cheeseburger which isn't basa bachal wrong example you're gonna go and, and you're gonna go and, and cook meat and milk together it's not not basa bachal the cheeseburger is not kosher right so it can't be basa bachal but but you don't like the reason you're going to do it that's avodat Hashem. That's it. So the Chacham is like Abraham Avi. The Chacham is, I'll ask you tomorrow. Today I'll do the mitzvah. Today I'll do what I'm told. Tomorrow I've got questions. We've all got the Who hasn't got questions, ladies? Who hasn't got questions? Thinks someone grows a beard, he's got a few pears, and he thinks it, well, come on, little pears, and he thinks it, and he hasn't got questions. He hasn't done ask all questions. Right? Joking. But, but does the questions affect your asiyah? Now the rush is biyomahu. There's a clear. The rush is biyomahu. I'm not doing this until you give me an answer. And if I like the answer, I'll do it. If I don't like the answer, forget it. It doesn't resonate with me. It doesn't speak to me. So I'm not going to do it because it doesn't speak to me. Now, a number of years ago, my uh, one of my nephews had a bar mitzvah, and it's the fashion today to sit in a circle and say something meaningful. And it doesn't, that doesn't resonate with me. Anyway, my sister-in-law says that uh, we're all going to sit down and explain your favorite mitzvah to the permissible. And then she says to me, David, I want you to go first. I said, I can't go first, I'm going to spoil your talking. I'll go last. And they went around, 20, 30 people, it went on for ages. Oh, my favorite mitzvah is this, because it means this, my favorite mitzvah. And they came to me at the end, Spoiler man. And I said, you know, when I was a kid, they never spoke about favorite mitzvot. They spoke about all mitzvot. They spoke about doing mitzvot because you have to do it. Not because they resonate with you. I don't have a favorite mitzvot. I do mitzvot because I have to do them. Because I serve God. Because I'm an Ebed Hashem or I want to be. That's why I do mitzvot. That's it. I don't do them because they're, they're nice. This is my favorite one, I like this one. I do them because I have to do them and I don't differentiate. I just do them in swap because that's what I have to do. And if I have questions, I'll ask my chav, but not hayom, hayom, I do them in swap. So I, I, I didn't ruin it because they weren't listening, but, but, but there is, it's not no I'm in swap, it's all in swap. It's all, that's what I always said. It's the kabel, all machut shamayim. We're serving God. God is a king, you do what you're told. And, and not because you think it's good and because it resonates with you or because it connects with you. But you think every time I die and I feel up in, up in heaven and it's like being by the Baal Shem Tov, well, it's not, it doesn't. I know we're not in the mood to daven all the time. I daven because Chazal said after daven, so I daven. And I don't care whether I understand why or don't understand why. I don't understand a lot of stuff. That's a fun for me, I don't know, it's, it's a major chiddush for me. I never looked at you, big lachem, or not, lano, and elokeinu, or not. 
All these different reasons, the differentiation between the Chacham and the Rasha, I've never seen anyone say this. It got me very excited. I know you're excited and you're holding it back, but it got, you know, the, the Rasha says, Bayomahu, I want to know now or I'm not doing it. And I want to show you something which, which I don't know whether I've told you before. We say this prayer every day in Israel. In Chutzar, they say it on Shabbos. Towards the end of the uh, of Tefillah, we say, right? You know that Tefillah. You ever thought to yourself about the order of that, that Tefillah? There's no one like my God, there's no one, there's no one like no one. Who is like, who is like? Uh, if we were correcting our grammar, we would ask the question first, right? much more sense. There's a very important message in that tefillah. Number one, Now ask whatever you want. Now ask whatever you want. But no, there's no one like Apple. And now ask, ask whatever you want. You can you can ask. You must ask. You, you've all been in the school long enough to know that. This isn't a school where we shut you up. Every single teacher says something else. We just confuse you. You go from Rabbi Victor to Rabbi Bailey to Rabbi uh, we, had a, we had a meeting, ladies, in my office a number of years ago. It was, I don't know if it was, it must have been all the Eon meeting in the morning. All sitting around my table. It was a great zuchus. I was just listening. I was chairperson. And uh, someone was complaining about Rabbi Victor challenging the girls with these very difficult issues. Which isn't new, right? He's been doing this since he was born. I think he came out of his mother's womb and said, well, what, what? <laughs> I don't understand, like... They said muzzle to us. Whose muzzle was talk. <laughs> Always wanted to go to our biggest house for Shabbat. He said, pass me the soup. Well, I don't know what soup is. What, when you said pass me, I should pass it physically, should I? Should I pass it over to you? Soup, what soup? I just imagine, like, it taking, like, three or four hours just to say hamoitsi, barabalika, and then... And then Rabbeli, right? And then and, and Rabbeli and Rabbalita, they, they don't agree on many things, but they're the same kind of studious. <laughs> and then I, I said, the Torah told Rabbeli kind of says, why do you have to confuse? Why do you have to? Then, then we get to Ravioli. Now this is the point. They, they, Ravioli says, as Ravioli would, I think we're all in agreement. <laughs> To which I said no. <laughs> and we just sitting there, Rav was smiling. It was an incredible moment, a moment I'm very proud of, right? The, the point is to ask questions, the point is to challenge, the point is to confront. But Enkelo came. Enkelo came. Well, someone's meant to stand in Auschwitz and say, oh, I call it Tobah, I call it Tobah. You're meant to do that, really? A thinking person's meant to do that. No one's got a question, really? I can't believe a fruit man who stands there, unless it's a Klausenberger Rebbe. I can't believe a fruit man who stands there and says, oh, oh, this is a Shechian. Who's you got questions? All right, Enkel O'Kainer, that's where you start. Enkel O'Kainer, then we can, then there are lots of questions. But Enkel then, ladies, it's going to happen many times in our lives. We don't have answers. So what do you do when you don't have an answer? My question to the girl is, so what do you do? You don't like the reason. You don't like the answer. What do you do? I'm going to go by me? What do I think? Enkelokainen, there's no one like that. It's a fantastic clear color. 
The Rasha wants to know now. By your mahul, I want to know now. I'm not doing it until you tell me. And the Chacham will ask you. He'll ask you tomorrow. He's going to do it all. He's going to stay up all night and he's going to do the same. He's going to have a kazad according to the Mishnah Bura. Five kazatim. He's going to have all the marrow. He's going to have horseradish and lettuce. He's going to do everything. And tomorrow he'll ask you why. But first of all, he's going to do it. And this is, this is an incredible. It, it does fit with the base salad. You can work that out yourself. But it, it, it's a chronic. It's a critical part of our Avodat Hashem. It's not Avodat Hashem if I only do it when I understand. It's Avodat Hatsmi. It's self worship, right? It's. I'm not serving God if I only do the stuff I understand. So David's God, you know, I'm God. Because I only do what I understand. I only do what makes sense to me. I'm not different to you, ladies. I'm probably worse than you. I, 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 it's so many things I don't understand, I don't know. So I'm not, I'm not going to put on to fit in because I understand. Or, I don't know, when I sit here, I'm not going to wear my sit here. Like, now the smacks I got because I wore sit here when I was a kid. Now the times I got beaten, I had a kippah on my head. So men having the shulchan, you just have to do it. You have to do it. That's it. That's what that's what avodat Hashem is. And I go to the meshech chokhmah. Meshech chokhmah. Unfortunately, you can't just read. You, you must have to learn. Or fortunately, you have to learn the meshech chokhmah. I went to the meshech chokhmah because I thought because he's, he's from the same Torah as the Beis Halei, he might say something similar. But he says he says something else. It's also a beautiful yasot. There's some really beautiful things here today. I want to give you a marshal, he says, a Meshach Imagine a person who marries his daughter to a young, a young lad. But he runs that end, he gives him a nice apartment. The and he, he pays for everything he needs, right? He fills up his fridge, he, he gives him a stipend, you know, the guy is doing fine. And, and the mother-in-law is delighted. Because his da- her daughter has found the perfect husband. So the father says to his wife, you shouldn't be so excited yet. What challenge is it for this child, this son-in-law, to be a good husband? I gave him everything. How, how will we know that it's a good marriage? How will we know that it's a successful marriage? Where would I know that this was a right marriage? Where can we be proud of our, our son-in-law? When he earns his own living. When he looks after his wife. Then I will know that my investment in him was worthwhile. And now he says as follows. It's such a beautiful message. Keep it. It's so good. Oh my God. Look, my head's standing. This is so good, ladies. I can't tell you. There's no way you can go back to America after this offer. Stay here. There's no way. You just listen to this, Meshachat. Oh, oh my God, it's so good. It... What the Chazal say on Ba'avuzeh? Rak Kashem Matzah Umaror Munachim Lefanai. Chazal say that you say Ba'avuzeh when the Matzah and Maror is in front of me.
Maron Pesach. Says the Meshachai, this is so big, don't lean like that, so if you're going to fall, when I tell you this, you're just going to slip and fall. He, he says like this, that, he says, but Abuze, when Matzah and Maron in front of me, not when Pesach, he's Marshall, he says, where do I know that the Jewish people are dedicated to me? When they have Matzah and Maron in front of them, not Pesach, Pesach is a Beit Mikdash, that's good times. When do I know that the Jewish people are my people when they only have Matzah and Maron? They only have Matzah and Maron, when they're in Auschwitz. And when they're in the Warsaw Ghetto, and when they're in the Spanish Inquisition, and how many hundreds of other examples. When they only have Matzah and Maron, then I know, but Avuze, then I know that they're my people. Keshemunachim Matzah and Maron, when they're only eating Matzah, when they've got no Korban Pesach. When they've got a Korban Pesach, when the debate made dust and we have kings, it's not, it's not hard to be a Jew. It's even the Halach and the Shulchan Aruch, right? We don't accept Gerim in the days of Mashiach because, because they, they just want to be with the successful people. Someone wants to be a Ger in the middle of London now, or in the middle of Poland 60 years ago, 70, 80 years ago. Then that's a Ger. But Abu's there when they have Matzah and Maro in front of me. That's when I know that they're my people. Not when they're doing a Pesach in a Beit Mikdash, because everything's good. That's not a sign, that's not a sign of a relationship. The, the husband and wife are happy, why? Because they've got a Pranasa, because they've got a house, and the father keeps bringing Rami Lenny to the house. <laughs> For you, tomorrow. The, 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 the husband keeps bringing, the father keeps, of course they're happy. When do you know that marriage is successful? Crisis. When there's crisis, and they go through it together. Yeah, then, then, then you know. Then, then that's a marriage. Right? When you see, when you see how they go through hardship together, that's such an incredible interpretation. Chazal said, "But Avuza, and I never again. I never done I never asked the question. But Chazal said, "But Avuza, because umoro umaro unachinav not Pesach. It doesn't say Pesach. Why say Pesach? So I thought maybe because we don't have Pesach. It's Marazel. But Adar left Pesach out. No, he says no." Because if they're celebrating Eid during Pesach with a Korban Pesach, it means there's a Beit Midrash, it means things are good. How do I know that my people, Matzah and Maro, when that's all they've got? Nowhere, we've eaten Matzah and Maro, ladies, the places people eat Matzah and Maro, the places Jews have, 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 have what they've done to eat Matzah and Maro. When I went to Russia in, uh, in the, in the mid-80s, it, it was still pretty bad there. I stayed somewhere for Shabbos. I stayed somewhere, I can't use Chernovsky, I don't know where it was, somewhere in the Ukraine. There's no kosher wine. No kosher wine, like in Russia, in the Soviet Union. The guy made wine. Just for Kiddush. He made wine for Kiddush. It was very strong. Right? But he made wine just for Kiddush. There are grapes either in Chernovsky, right? He, he got wine and how he got wine. Just to make Kiddush. But I've also. So the Shekhopah says, but I've also, just see, he says, when he brings his own bread, then I know it was worth my while, even though we were immediately commanded to do Pesach Matzah, it's not such a great, a great zach to keep the Torah when everything's good, when you're getting manna and you're getting water and everything's good and, and there's, a, there's, a, there's a cloud walking around with you and everything is, is, is just being provided for you exactly as you want it, over the page. That's not Avodat Hashem. And this one's for my alumni, ladies. Especially, I put it in especially for my alumni. 
This is what I would have said last Shabbos. Look at last week in, in, in Shemot. We have a list at the beginning, we have a whole list of all the tribes who came to Egypt. And then in Passover, says for Yosef, Hayab Mitzrayim. I'm not being, not being unsure. I actually haven't. I've been in that be for two Shabbatot, but I, I still read the Parsha, right? You know, we have three Parshas, four Parshas, Vayeshev, Mikes, Vayigash, Vayechi. We know Yosef was in Mitzrayim. What about Yosef Hayabah Mitzrayim? What's the big deal? Yosef Hayabah Mitzrayim. What's the chilus? Yosef Hayabah Mitzrayim. Of course he was in Egypt. Where else was he? Gold is green. Where did Yosef go? Look at Rashi, ladies. What a Rashi. Just a little Rashi. What a, what a gift. Shivin. They, they were part of the 70 souls. What's his Passover? Yosef Ayyabah Mitzrayim. We didn't know he was in Egypt. This shows Yosef Ayyabah Mitzrayim. Yosef isn't, isn't, isn't Yaakov. Yaakov went to Lavan's house for 22 years. After 60 years in the house of Avram, he was in Polovich and the mayor with Yitzchak. And then he went to Sheba Ebe, he did a bit of Kirov stuff. 74 years before he went to Lavan's house. Moshe got abandoned by his family when he was 17 years old. He went to downtown Manhattan. When he was 17 years old, the Yosef Ayala Mitzrayim. But he was Yosef in Mitzrayim, the same Yosef, says Rashi. Yosef Ayyab Mitzrayim, not Matthew, not Andrew. Yosef Ayyab Mitzrayim. He remained Yosef. Yosef. Who Yosef? He's the same Yosef who shepherds his family. Who Yosef Ayyab Mitzrayim? That goes so beautifully with the Meshechokhmah, right? Ba'avur she matza umaro monachim lefanecha. My Judaism is when I do it, and, and it's not good for me to do it, and it's not partial for me to do it. I told some girls that I was speaking to on Zoom this week, the difference between Hanukkah in the Rova and Hanukkah in England, when I used to live in England. In the Rova, you saw it, right? You all saw it, and you walk around with a Hanukkah on the walls, it's just beautiful. You count the Hanukkah, you know what I did when I was a kid? We counted Christmas trees. That's what we did. Not Hanukkah, you have through your window. You close the curtains and you write your Hanukkah. You didn't write Hanukkah outside, not in England, right? Go out straight away. We can't, that's what I did as a kid. We were driving around, we crowded Christmas trees. So Yosef, I have a Mitzrayim. That's it, you, you go to, and not, not in any way a, a, a statement, just an example. You, you walk out, and this, I normally say fresh because I've normally been there, but I wasn't there. But you walk through a, a city like Manhattan. And in the middle of the total of all of Manhattan, you have Stern and Yeshiva University. It's Yosef who wrote the Mitzrayim. Yosef and Yavah Mitzrayim. It doesn't mean you have to go there. It's just a, it's a, you can't deny it. In the middle of that, you just have a, a building with Torah. In the middle of that, in the middle of Manhattan. I'm not a fan. Bichlal. <laughs> I, want, I walk through Times Square once with my wife and everyone's looking up at the election. I said, do me a favor, I'm going to Barnes and Nobles. I just went to Barnes and Nobles to look at history books. I, whatever, let's say, a couple of flashy nights with Poroshev alone, that's one of the wonders of the world. 
flashing lights. All the Japanese are standing there taking pictures. I don't know, whatever. I come from your shalai. This isn't a wonder of the world. It's flashing lights. I can buy a few lights of Rami Levy and I can put them on. Yosef Ayabam Israel. He sent Yosef in Egypt. Maybe that's the that's the Meshachokma. That's the Meshachokma. Yosef Ayabam to be Yosef in Mitzrayim, to, to be a Jew when it's only Masah of Maror, and it's, there's no Pesach, to be a Jew wherever you are. But there's no Pesach, there's no Beit Mikdash. And you still walk around with pride to be a Jew. And you still do your Minyanim, and you still do whatever you have to do. Final comment, ladies, is Rav Hirsch. This is a, it's a, it's a theme in Rav Hirsch, but uh, something that you should be aware of. I, I just think it's... I once wrote an essay many years ago comparing Lela Seder to Yom Ha'atzmaut. In that Lela Seder is essentially Yom Ha'atzmaut, right? It's the independence of the Jewish people. We came out of Egypt and we became a people. It's Yom Ha'atzmaut. And therefore, what I was trying to do in my essay was to take themes of Pesach and transmit them to Yom Ha'atzmaut. If this is what we do on Seder night, this is what we should be doing on Yom Ha'atzmaut. And one of the themes that, that I took here, which, which is an incredible theme, is this, this statement in Rav Hirsch. Also on the words, Vikata Levincha, see how, how much Torah comes out of these few words. I already said at the beginning of the Pasha, the point of Pesach, the point of Seder night, is education. Isn't it interesting? I, I have been once in, in, in uh, America on July 4th. I've been in Israel, Baruch Hashem, many years on Yom Ha'atzmaut. Uh, and the way non-religious people celebrate independence is fireworks and barbecues and if you're in Russia, maybe it will be an army parade. Very, very superficial things. Are ways of celebration. And look how different Judaism is on this on this night of independence. What is the most important thing on the night of independence of the Jewish people? It's for Higadatalabincha, it's education. Because ladies, if, if there's no future, then there's not much point in the present. There has to be a future. And therefore the essence of Pesach is education. If there's no generation to take over us, what are we doing? And Rav Hirsch says the whole point of when, when you are celebrating, if, if you believe in, in what you're doing, then you have to worry about the future. When he turned about 80, he decided that he, he wanted to, um, you have to know a bit about yeshiva histories, general yeshiva histories, but he wanted to make sure that before he died, his project, which had been yeshiva haretzion, he wanted to make sure there was a Rosh Hashiva to carry on. So he appointed a committee to, uh, to find a Rosh Hashiva, which they did. And they were already in position before he retired, and he died a few years later. For me, that showed 
that he really believed in what he was. It wasn't about him. Uh, before he died, he wanted to make sure that the idea was going to carry. The idea was greater than him. It was more important than the, that the place carried on. That because the idea was holy, the future. The, the future is, is is critical. You you're the next generation. You're the future, and and. Your role is going to be, we always say it when we sit down and we discuss Poland, people always say it because we're the last generation of survivors and we have to pass it on. But it's true about everything. It's just, not just Poland, it's everything. It's true about everything. It's, it's ours, we have to pass it on. And that's the future. And if there's no future, if we can't get to the kids, then... And this is the problem, like as Rabbi Sachs says, in a certain place we have four kids at the Seder table, but they're four generations. You have the Chacham, you have the old, the old Haim, where you had Tamidei Chachamim and Yeshiva Chachamim Lublin, who learned 200 Dov to get in. And then you have the next generation, who were very clever, they knew Yeshiva, but they rebelled, they were a Shayin. Then you have the next generation, who were Tamim, they didn't know him on them. Then we get the next generation, they didn't even know what to ask. And now we've reached the next generation, where the fifth child didn't even turn up. It doesn't even come in it's our responsibility. The fifth child is not even at the same table. It's having a picture of the home or something. It's just, doesn't know what pace of is. So it's our responsibility. If you really celebrate independence, if you really believe in your idea, then it's your responsibility to make sure that the idea lives on. And if you're not interested in the idea lives on, you have to question whether you really believe. And we had this conversation once at home. And my eldest son, he was uh, sparring with my wife, philosophically, as happens. Not me, my wife's the front one. And, uh, and he was getting frustrated and frustrated. And after the meal, I went up to him and I said, I don't understand. I said, well, Ima just wants me to do it. Ima, Ima wants me to do it. I said, don't you want an Ima who believes? You have to believe if you don't want but don't you? Would you, would you want an Emma who doesn't have a point of view about anything? You want an Emma who believes in nothing? What she wants to do is fall asleep on the couch reading a stupid romance? Is that what you want? Would you want an Emma who believes? Your Emma believes. You should be happy. You want an Emma who believes. You want an Emma who believes so much she wants you to believe. That's a big thing. You have to believe. It's up to you. You want an Emma who believes. To believe is to want other people to do it. Why do I speak about Aliyah? Because I believe in it. And if I said, no, Ali, wherever you want, everything's good, then I won't believe in it. But it's in my bones. I'm burning with it since I was born. I'm burning with it. I want Jews to live in I want Jews to live in Israel. I want Jews to live in Israel. And the reason I want it is because I believe in it. So you don't have to do it, right? But, but, but you should want someone who believes in something. Because someone who believes in something believes in it with all their heart. Why do you love listening to Rabbeinu? Because he believes in it. Rabbeinu, they believe in it. They all believe in it. They all start. They believe in everything they say. They've all got opinions about everything. Because they believe, but you want to be with people who believe. You want to be with people who care. Because people who care look for the future. They want a future. We have to look for the future. It's my responsibility, and it's your responsibility. Okay, we'll leave that.